What is going on, guys, gals, gentlemen, ladies, all of the sports fans across the world? You are on the sidelines with the sideline guys. And today I'm joined by two very esteemed co-hosts. Uh, the first on my left, we have the podfather himself. Uh, the reason why we are all here today, my guy, Derek Myers. And then, of course, we have another awesome addition to the show. First time I'm going to be, it's it's interesting. First time I feel like we're putting him on the spot uh, football-wise. So really excited to to talk some football with my guy, Sean Negrong. How's it going, you guys? Good, man. Good. Finally get, glad to be on the show with Sean as well, man. It's uh, been a long time coming. Yeah, it's been a long time coming, man. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for, for thinking of me, Derek. Like I said, always good to... Finally, well, good to finally meet you. And it's always good to talk sports, especially now talking football. You know, yes, um, very, very excited. Let's get, let's get going. Yes, sir. So with that all being said, we want to make sure we remind you before we get started to follow the brand at OTS Media Co. and OTS Media on YouTube. So OTS Media Co., all other platforms, Twitter, all that other good stuff. You can find us there, OTS Media Co., and then OTS Media on YouTube. Make sure you're liking everything, subscribed, hitting that notification bell uh, so you'll get all the alerts straight to your phone whenever we drop any of this awesome new content for you guys. Uh, really going to be a lot of focused content coming up during this week. It's going to be a, a rapid-fire week, to say the least, but a lot of really good stuff on the MMA boxing side as well as, of course, getting into the thick of these football previews, right? Um, and that's what we are brought here today to do, fellas. So I'm really excited um, just to give you all a heads up. Today we're going to be doing a section that I like to call Fantasy Thoughts, right? We're going to get all kinds of different fantasies, fetishes, and all kinds of beautiful things here to, on today's show, uh, <laughs> contemplating what the, the the outlook for a lot of these different teams are going to be fantasy-wise, right? Uh, what What players do we should we have an eye on what sort of uh workload changes can we anticipate that might make someone that was a third round pick last year a first round pick this year right these are all the kinds of things we're going to be questioning uh but what makes it so exciting is none of us have a damn idea about what the questions are going to be who we're going to be ridiculing or anything really so i'm really excited to see where this show ends up going um but before that, I just want to go round robin to make sure that we also give out our individual socials, right? So that we are also following us on all different platforms. So for me, you could catch me on Twitter at Negrong MMA, as well as at Instagram at Chris Negrong underscore. Uh, where, where can I find you guys? Uh, you can find me at Sean Negron 26. Sorry, <laughs> you can find me at no, Sean Negron twenty six. Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you if you if you were talking, and uh, and then uh, you can find me on my website at BS Reports. Um, I have a website bsreports.org. You can anytime if you're interested in writing or being podcaster, anything involving sports, you need help in any way. Reach out to me. I'll always help you. I'll get you started. And I have a little bit of some connections, and I can you know kind of lead you if you're in the world of, of sports and that's what you want to do for your future yeah yeah no i i was um i was apologizing because i called you chris not sean because <laughs> negron threw me off <laughs> yes yes <laughs> but yeah you can follow me at derek that's uh derek underscore ocs uh d-e-r-r-i-c-k the black way to spell it 
Yes, sir. So now that all the pleasantries are out the way, right? Um, I'm excited because as the host, I can just kind of throw things on people, right? And it's their responsibility to catch it, right? So, Sean, we're starting off with the Buffalo Bills out here in the AFC East. We're going to be touching on all of these different teams, obviously, in this division as we go. But start us off with the Buffalo Bills. What kind of strange things are on your mind when it comes to the Buffalo Bills? I don't know if they're strange things, but I have a – uh, a little bit of a hotter take, and I feel like this is an it couldn't be considered obvious, but I feel that this whole team is Josh Allen or not. And if Josh Allen performs to the way Josh Allen was, not necessarily last year, I think that was a little bit of a down year, but if he performs to the way he was, the way he usually is, Bills will always be a top AFC team, AFC East team. They'll win the division. I still think they're better than the Jets, even with the hype now. Um, but if Allen goes down in any way, this team crumbles. This team, I feel like, only has him. And it kind of reminds me of a situation that, as a Jeff fan, that I'm going to have to deal with. But I, I felt this way last year, and I felt like um, it kind of got exposed a little bit, even though Allen did play basically the entire time, I think, for like, except for a couple handful of plays, two games or something like that. But if he goes down for more than two or three games, then you're talking about a serious issue here. Um, I don't. I think Kyle Allen is the backup now, but still, like, there's nothing there that's significant. That if Allen goes down, you know, can you look at this team going into week to week going? Uh, the Bills are the favorite because they're a good team, but they're. I don't think they're enough, and I think because Josh Allen's the top three quarterback in this league. That's the reason why they're so heavily favored. But if he goes down or if any injury happens, even if it's lingering or not, this team's in trouble. And I think that's that's the issue here. It's a real great shout. Yes, it's Matt Barkley and then Kyle Allen sitting in that backfield as well. So uh, a couple of guys. USC. Oh, my Lord. What is that, like 11 years of nothing? I love that. Good for him. Yeah, he's somehow still collecting a paycheck, right? That, Shout yeah, out to that's, Chip Kelly. That's the best yeah. job in football. Backup quarterback, third string, you're never playing. You're just collecting a million to do nothing. The yeah. best job get in a, football right there. Get a good seat, too. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Certainly. Yeah. Certainly get a good seat. I think to, to re-gear re it right to a fantasy perspective, that's a really good point. I think if we're, if we're dealing with um, – a situation where even if four or three games, right? Um, Josh Allen is out uh, the value, right? On, on Stefan Diggs, on uh, Kincaid even, right? A lot, I know a lot of people are high on him. So I agree. I think if there's ever an uh, instance throughout the season where he's not able to per to play consistently or perform consistently, right? Because I think that's also a concern uh, when considering Josh Allen. It, it isn't just whether or not he's healthy, but uh, whether or not he's in the right headspace. I feel like there's a lot of stretches uh, the last three years that we could point to really uh, where he just gets out of character for some time. And obviously, sometimes you got to get back into rhythm, right? Uh, but being known for having those kind of streaks on top of a very thin depth chart behind you, uh, definitely not a good place to to be, in my opinion. So are there any other questions you guys have specifically about the Buffalo Bills when it pertains to fantasy? I think the one thing I wanted to ask you guys um, when considering this is 
what kind of upside do you think Dalton Kincaid has in his rookie season? Obviously, there's a lot of big hype considering um, uh, another target, right? Another potential target to uh, for Josh Allen to pass to. Um, obviously, they're... Um, I don't know why I always do this, man. I, I start my point. Gabriel Davis. Uh, yes. yes. So I, I, I completely almost forgot his name, but um, I feel like every year Gabe Davis has been penciled in as the guy that's really going to uh, um, have the the buoy, right? The secondary um, target share be, besides uh, mm -hmm. Stefan Diggs. And last year didn't really pan out that way, right? So I'm interested to see whether or not Dalton Kincaid can sort of fill some of that void and what his place will be in the offense as a rookie. So I'm curious, do you guys think he has serious upside as a potential top 15 tight end this season in standard draft, or is that just reaching? Uh, well, let me ask you, is, um, oh, what's his name? Knox. Is Knox still on the roster? Yeah. Yep. So he's he is he number one is is he's, he's yeah one for them. I don't know if I can say top fifteen. No, yeah, sorry. I don't know if I can say top fifteen. He should produce though for them. He should. I think um, their tight end situation really isn't my question for the, for them from a fantasy perspective. I think from a fantasy perspective, the biggest question I've had for them is their run game. Like Singletary was absolute garbage, fantasy wise for the last two three years or so. Like he's just been he's been he's been really bad. Um, it was just times or spurts that you see where he, he could he can produce, but he he doesn't remain consistent. So my biggest question, uh, from a fantasy perspective for them is, does James Cook insert himself as a number one, and and take over? Um, I would like to see it. I think with the with the more dynamic run game, it makes the Bills even more dangerous, honestly. Um, which I think sets up the world for 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 Josh Allen. So I mean, I honestly for them, I hope they hit big for him uh, with uh, with with Cook because uh, honestly, it'd be nice to draft a running back from the Bills this year to that that actually does something. Like I could, if he actually lives up to his potential, I would like to put him. I would like to get him at, in, in some leagues. I'm going to do a couple of leagues. I in, in some league, I would like to get him and put him in flex. That's where I was putting Singletary for the most part last year, year and a half. And at last year, I definitely said I wasn't uh, drafting Singletary, and then I found myself in a spot where I needed to get to get him. So it was like that was that was um that was a horrible uh, place to feel uh, to be, but. If he can produce, maybe wait, is Singletary even on the roster anymore? He is no, right? no. Singletary no, is is on the Texans, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Something like oh that, yeah. Okay. Cook is gonna be the starter. Cook is the he starter. He should be. So... I think he's a second round pick from last year, right? If I remember, yeah. Remember that. Yeah. So I would like it's to gonna see... be his to, to lose. Yeah, I would I would like to see him insert himself as as the guy. Um if he if if he doesn't, then it starts to make you wonder one what's wrong with their run game uh and their offense in total because they've been they've been switching people out for the longest time i don't think they've had if i'm not if i'm not mistaken i think they haven't had a consistent running um game um uh, since the sean mccoy right yeah right right around sounds about right 
And even then, that was like post prom shady shaky. as well. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was still shaky. So, I don't. I, I honestly, I'm sorry to cut you off. I just no. When it comes to the RV position and this team, I would never be interested in drafting never. anyone, just because yeah. I feel like they're gonna try the same thing they did almost last year with um, Naheem Hines, like where they're. It's really he's screen packages. Year, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's really screen packages and yeah. uh, sort of uh, dish outs if if the play isn't going according to plan. I don't I don't see the the Bills ever heavily relying on the run game in any situation. And to me, it's one of the most frustrating things in football uh, because yeah. I I really think a solid run game could do so much for that offense and the, and his dynamic playmaking ability under a sort of shotgun system or uh, converted right where you could have shotgun sets into play action sets into straight running like having that triple option versus um a spread offense which yes you 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 do get a lot of plays from the shotgun uh but for the most part um we're we're defending pass primarily right we don't we we don't really and then you're gonna we're gonna spy you right because we know at some Mm -hmm. point you're gonna try to run out so um i think not only will it do a lot to, to sort of set up the other parts of the offense, but I think it'll really uh, extend Josh Allen's career. Because uh, like you mentioned earlier, yeah. Sean, they're really asking a lot of him on every single play, let alone every single game. Yeah, and that, yeah. that was the way the offense was built. Like, they built this entire offense to be very pass first. And I think that's why certain teams have beaten them. And even, in, like, I, I don't like to keep mentioning my favorite team, but the Jets have beaten them, I think, Three years in a row, obviously, and split in the times where the Jets were a horrible team. Not last year, but like the Jets have figured out that they're going to pass two out of three minimum, right? You know, you might get that run on first down for two yards, and maybe on a second down on a random spot, but you know, third down's coming, and it's 95% of the time he's passing. Like, you know it. And that was the thing. That's why I was saying, like, if this team was more of a balanced team and it had that running back, you know, you only have James Cook and Latavius Murray. Like, and Latavius is bounced around. I like him, but not sold necessarily on him. I don't think a lot of teams are. Um, right. Damian Harris from the Patriots is now over there. So they're going to do the same thing that they did last year where they're going to bounce two or three running backs at a time. And James Cook is definitely going to be the number one. He was sort of a number three, but they're going to rely on – Kind of what they had when Frank Gore was there, where they're going to have a guy who's a speed back, kind of handle the, you know, the short passes, the, you know, and then you're going to have like the Frank Gore, who if you need that third and one or you need that second and one real quick, get Damian Harris up there and just, you know, push up the middle. Latavius can kind of handle it out of the backfield. And I think that's what they're going to do. Uh, but this is going to be a very, very passer friendly offense. And like I, what I was trying to say is that when Allen, if Allen, anything happens to Allen, then Diggs, and Davis, both of their stock are going to drop significantly. And I, I, from what you were saying, I would 100% stay away from a running back in the Bills. Oh, yeah. They're not rushing a lot. You know, I, I, I don't know when the last time they had a 1,000-yard yard rusher, especially now that we have 17 games. You mm-hmm. know, uh, Singletary had 819, I just saw it now, for last year. And, and he played 16 games. You know, that's, yeah. that's 51 a game. You know, that's nothing. Um, yeah. You know, so it, it's not the worst because he averages four and a half a yard, but they're not they're mm-hmm. not running the ball enough because it's I so almost, unexpected. 
I almost wonder if um if their run game does get a little um get a little better, mainly because even Josh Allen came out this off season and 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 said that you know he he realizes that he needs to slow it down a little bit uh, with with all the rushes, um especially the way that he runs right like he goes with no regard and i mean you would like to see it but at the same time you don't <laughs> and i think um if that's his mindset coming into the season i wonder if that does open up the 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 run game for those running backs um which is why i'm kind of i've got a question mark on on cook because it's like if that's the case that should mean not that it will be but it should mean that you might get more value than you you otherwise would from their running backs. That's a great shout. I agree 100%. Now, my main question, before we move on from the Buffalo Bills, if you had one pick out of any other offensive player besides Josh Allen, obviously, um, who would that be and why? And remember, you got to consider value in this, right? You're not going to get Stefan Diggs with the with the fifth round pick, you might be able to get um, Gabe Davis or a um, Dalton Kincaid or someone like that in that range. So interested to see who you guys are looking at sort of for that key target at that sweet spot for the Bills. Yeah, you're saying which round is this? This is the first round? Doesn't matter. I would say what, what do you consider value wise the best Bills player besides Josh Allen to have on your team okay. and why? Okay. Um. It's tough. Depending on the situation, if I can get a earlier round and I can get Gabriel Davis, that would be great because he's a solid number two. I like him, but I'm a big fan of Dawson Knox still. You know, he may not grab a lot of yards, but he gets touchdowns. And tight end is a very tough position to have a dominant piece in. Now, there's really only like three or four guys that if you see someone with them, you know, the uh, the kettles and you know, those guys of the world, you're kind of like, ah, like I kind of lost that position already. So if you can get someone like Dawson Knox who, you know, on a third and two at the three-yard line, you know, you're most likely it's going to him on a floater to the corner. Like he's always the guy Allen's looking at in those situations, and which happen at least two or three times every game. So I always look at stuff like that or him for a first down, depending on how people score. But um He's probably the one I'd probably go with like a 14th, 15th round or 13th round tight end pickup because uh, depending on how many people you know you do in a league, but that's someone I would do as a little sleeper late pick. And Kincaid, I think, will have his 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 time, like you were saying mentioning before. But I believe that it'll happen because he's probably like a fourth option right now. I think he'll have you know four or five hundred yards in the season as a rookie. It's tough as a second tight end to kind of mix them in, but I think Knox, because Knox has been the guy for them for the last two years, you know, a nice solid piece to get first downs, touchdowns. I think that Knox is the probably the guy you want as a as a fantasy pickup, you know, for a mid to late addition. Yeah, no, I'll I'll say him as well. Um, I was gonna say Matt Barkley, but. Um, How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I I'd say Knox as well because he's he's like the safer he's a safer bet um outside of Diggs, outside of Allen, 
you know, he's a safer bet because, I mean, like we discussed, Gabe Davis hasn't shown up the way that, at least on a fantasy perspective, he hasn't shown up the way that we have hoped he would have. And their run game is just not going to be what we want it to be to to definitively say that uh, you're going to be able to get some good value there. Um, I think I think uh, as a bench, if you're talking about from your bench, though, I think uh, one of the running backs could be a good a good option just just to have on on a bye week um, or in case of an injury. But I, like Knox is the only one that makes sense to me, too. I agree with that. I can't really complain. I, I wanted to set up the, the potential debate, right? Because I feel like I could see a scenario where Dalton Kincaid is really used like a slot receiver and not like a blocking okay. tight end at all. Um, yeah. I could see a scenario like that playing out. And in standard leagues, at least, right? In dynasty, it's, it's really hard to get a rookie like Kincaid because everyone is targeting these kind of guys, right? And mm-hmm. Picks are a different commodity there. So I feel like in standard fantasy leagues, um, Kincaid might really be someone to look at. Same situation you were saying with Knox as as a later round scenario. Uh, But but he could really, in my opinion, end up taking the brunt of the offense if anyone else around him either gets injured in in the meantime or anything like that. Um, So he's someone that I'm also targeting. Obviously, Diggs is who Diggs is, right? No matter what, uh, you're going to want to have him on your team if you can. Um, but I, I don't know what it is about this year with the Bills. I'm a little concerned, right? Like, I feel like hmm. it's very easy to feel like every year a contender is going to contend, right? Um, mm-hmm. I feel like at, at some point, I expect this team to take some regression, and it might be this year, to be honest. Uh, but we, we can keep an eye on that and, and give you updates on that as the season rolls around. But... Next up, our next team on the list, we have the Miami Dolphins. And to that, I will be throwing to you, good sir. Derek, what questions do you have when it comes to fantasy for the Dolphins? Um, Their defense. I think uh, defense, honestly, is um, from a fantasy perspective, I think it's one of the more overlooked uh, positions. Um, mainly if you're doing team defense. Like if you do IDP, that's different. But um, because Jalen Ramsey's injury, uh, you're bringing Eli Apple in. God bless him. But I think that uh, that's gonna be the question mark, right? Like he's gonna leave a lot of a lot of holes in that defense. Like Eli Apple being there is going to. I think like he's a he's an okay player. He's not. He's not someone that that you look at and you feel confident is going to be able to hold it down while Ramsey is 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 uh, rehabbing. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's so for me. I think from a fantasy perspective, their defense is probably one of the biggest question marks right now um, because of of Ramsey's uh, absence. It's a really good shout. I agree. I tend to think that their defense, obviously. With Ramsey, in my opinion, it still is – there still are question marks there. I feel like there's a revolving door at DB yeah. for this team. Like, they're constantly switching out their pass rushers, rushers and I get it, right? You, uh, it's a lot of old regime, new regime kind of situations, especially since um, – Mike, Mike – Mike, what is this? Mike McCarth? No? No, no, Mike – McDaniels? McDaniels, yeah. yes. 
Because you also may say Mike Malone, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Too many Mikes, goddamn it, across all the sports we love. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I really, I'm, I'm a fan of him as a coach, and I think the the part that you mentioned defensively that plays into the offense too, right? If you're going to have a defense that maybe isn't able to stop teams on a consistent basis, then it opens things up for the offense that's already so explosive, right? Two of the best uh, receivers in the league. And um, who knows if Dalvin Cook ends up here at, at running back either, right? So um, I'm so, uh, I, I'm honestly not used to, to even considering right drafting the Dolphins as as my defense right yeah. I, I'm definitely not going to be looking to do that this year um so yeah. um never really looked at as a strong suit in that way but if they're even worse than um they could have been right uh then that, mm -hmm. that's something to consider for the offensive side of the ball whether or not that changes the way they're moving things around um yeah Sean how do you feel about this Ooh. okay so I I agree with the defensive part uh, I don't want to keep making this like a, an obvious point, but to agree with the, the, the defensive part, like you're saying, I think a big one has to go with Bradley Chubb and how he handles yeah. ever since he came over to Miami, he was a shell of himself, he, yeah. you know, giving up that first round pick, signing that huge extension. He never turned out to be what he was supposed to be. And that was a big mm -hmm. problem. And then I, I felt like um, the team kind of crumbled within, you know, with that. DB is definitely an issue when you're when you're bringing in Eli Apple. I don't think a single team has ever liked him as a person, and uh, people try to get rid of him almost every time they sign him. So yeah. I expect him to be out the door as soon as Ramsey's ready to come back in the door. And uh, Eli Apple has his moments, but I'm. <laughs> it's gonna be funny when you know Eli Apple and uh, Hill, you know, meet up because of all the trash talk they they did two years ago. But if I had to make my own opinion, I feel like it was the underlying story of the entire Dolphins season last year. Started off red hot. They beat the Bills, you know, one of the hottest games you'll ever see. But the constant issue was Tua. Was Tua healthy? And thing was is that I expected the Dolphins to go out and kind of get a better backup. So I'm not saying Tua is my, is my you know, X factor here. Um, you know, if you're looking at it in a fantasy perspective, I, I, I've always been a fan of Jalen Waddle. I think he's going to have a better year this year, but at the same time, I can't be definitive because I'm not sure how healthy Tua will ever be, you know, one, one tough hit, you know, he might be out and then we're relying on Jets legend, Mike White. And like, that's who you're, that's who you're going to as your backup. And that's not a backup you're going to rely on for more than a week and a half, maybe two, you know, he has his moments, but he is super exposed. You cannot make the second read. And if you're just going to throw it up to hope, you know, Hill is going to grab it every single time that can't, and it won't work. Um, I'm a little nervous on the dolphins. I think they can be a great team, but I, I, if I had to choose, I would say the defense, but I would probably avoid, but if there was someone I had to draft in the dolphins team, I would say Jalen Waddle probably in like the fifth or sixth round. Uh, I've, he was he was red hot for them in the earlier earlier in the season. Uh, Tyreek Hill and him were like a perfect duo. They like led the league in receiving yards when they were all healthy at the same time. And then when Tua got unhealthy and all the shit that happened with him, you know, it just never went the same. So if Tyreek Hill is going to go within the first like two rounds, three rounds, four rounds, whatever. So I would say Waddle is my choice. I would stay away from Tua because I don't think Tua is a 17-game player. 
I don't think he's a 12-game player. I think injuries will always catch up to him. Unfortunately, he's a smaller dude and a pretty light guy. I feel like any big hit from a 300-pounder will send him to a different stratosphere mentally, unfortunately. And I think we may be having a conversation within this year whether he will continue to play football. That's how nervous I am for him going into this year. And so if I had to choose someone, I would choose Waddle. Stay away from the defense and the offense, honestly. Ooh, that's a tough one, especially considering I just drafted Tua as my primary QB in my startup dynasty draft. So uh, definitely a little stressful there. But I I did start the year kind of knowing um, that I would be uh, trying to do a quick rebuild, right? <laughs> draft just started and I'm already trying to do a quick rebuild, but uh, traded back in the draft and, and I'm interested to see how that plays out. But I agree. I think it's such a weird thing, right? Because it's so easy to say, hey, this person has had an injury history, so it's most likely this is going to happen. Um, but you also have to count in sort of the freak nature of injuries, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. especially with what he was dealing with. If anything, that is more habitual, right? Than most other injury prone type players actually is like, usually people are like, Oh, that person's always injured. Um, But it's not the same thing. Like the fact that it's been the same thing for him is very very concerning a hundred percent. But I remember a time, right? Where Brandon cooks uh, was constantly being talked about as someone that can't stay on the field because he has concussion issues. And I can't remember that being a topic of conversation for the last three or four years now at this point. So um, I, this is something that obviously you you would love to see Tua get past, right? As, as just a fan in general, right? We want to see people actualize their potential. Um, but at the same time, uh, I understand why everyone's wary, but sometimes you got to you got to take your shots, baby. So I'm not I'm not fully out on tour just yet. Um, I think at the end of this year, if things continue in that negative direction, I just might be. Uh, but with that being said, um, Derek, what were you about to, to jump in there and say? Yeah, quick question about the Dolphins real quick. You and I discussed last week um, about Carson Wentz. Would you take a flyer on him as their backup? Who is there currently? That's a good question. Darrell Thompson um, and Mike White. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Honestly, no. Like, no. Mike White is that and more. If you ask me, when you consider the the Jets' offense last year and what they had available to them, respectfully, after Garrett went down, right? Like the fact yeah. that he was able to make things work in that system. Um, that made Zach Wilson look, look like an absolute uh, lost man out there. Um, I don't, I don't have high hopes for for Mike White. Don't get me wrong here, right? But as far as upside, um, in my opinion, the last thing you want behind an injured quarterback is an injured quarterback, <laughs> and and I feel like you'll be setting yourself up for that one with Carson, in my opinion. Yeah, the only reason why I ask is because I think Tua could could play long enough that it would. If Wentz needed, if if Wentz was not were signed, and he were um needed, I think he could hold the fort until Tua came back. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I, I, he could have a good stretch right there where he's healthy, and it's just like, hey, boom, to reset his market value. Hey, that's a good point. I just feel like Mike White. 
I, I yeah, have the I same I have the same trust and credence, <laughs> right, in Mike White than yeah. I would. But even then, right, it's kind of like it's so weird, right? I feel like every year um, there's always surprises, right? There's always going to be someone yeah. that comes out and, and balls out whenever given an opportunity, and then it, it kind of changes the way you view them, right? So um, I'm never I'm never big on QB depth as a thought because if you're already mm. past your first string QB, it's kind of no. like <laughs> the battle's already half lost, in my opinion. Um, so, uh, but. I wouldn't hurt, right, to have Carson Wentz maybe behind Mike White because I, I would think Mike White would win out that backup spot. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, I, I can't think of many other good places, so I might need to find a, a home for Carson Wentz somewhere, right? I don't know if necessarily it'll happen because I, I believe they signed Mike White to be the, the he is. 1A, you know, because Mike White, this is the problem with Mike White, right? He is a gamer. He will absolutely lay everything down. doesn't matter. He will put his body on the line every single play. But in the NFL, that lasts maybe two to three weeks before you're hurt. And just like the last two years, he became the guy, but then he got hurt being the guy. And then, mm -hmm. you know, we're relying on Zach Wilson again. And I don't even know who the other guy who came in to play on Thursday Night Football against Jaguars. Like, there's guys you don't even know. You're like, who, who's this guy? Like, it's yeah, because you've yeah. relied on Mike White to be the guy. He has it. He's got incredible talent. He just can't stay on the field because he's just too much of a gamer in a way. He's the exact opposite of Tua, where Tua is, you know, can scramble and he gets hurt by creating an extra play while Mike will just stand there in the pocket and get obliterated, but have a perfect right. ball. And right. you also have Skyward Thompson, who, you know, almost got him that playoff win last, last year. He was their starter for a while. They they kind of liked him. I don't think I think they went into it like, oh, who cares? You know, he's a third, you know, third string. You know, they had um what's his name as the backup there? Uh former Vikings quarterback, the Bridgewater. Bridgewater, yes, thank you. You know, he was supposed to be the guy, but he kept getting hurt. And Skyward kind of yeah. proved that he's an NFL type quarterback. Not a starter, but a good backup. So I think they look at those two guys as competition for number two and probably Mike White to win. And then, you know, Skyward's like a perfect option three. And I think, I don't think they want to put in any money on Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz is still asking for a lot. And I think, you know, with who he is as a person, not a lot of people have liked. Um, he's not the greatest of locker room presence either. And I think, you know, for a guy who's not even a starting quarterback anymore, teams that don't have to rely on him and with the locker room presence that he brings, I think everyone's just kind of like, eh, I'll pass. I'll, I'll grab him when I need him. And if not, then I'll be fine. Yep. Do you agree with those sentiments, Derek? I'm curious. I Is he was he looked at as a cancer back in the day for Philly? I wouldn't say necessarily a cancer, but he was someone that a good amount of guys did not vibe with. Yeah. Like you could you could stay in the locker room with him, right? But you're, he's just one of those guys where it's like. You know how you have those coworkers where you know you can just kind of like you can be around just to work, but as soon as as you don't need to be around them anymore, you need to go. <laughs> you see them That's outside of work, and you're just like, oh god, yeah. why? Yeah, why if, are you if here? I run, if I bump, <laughs> if I bump into you in Publix, it's like leave me alone. But yeah. <laughs> I think that he's that guy. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I don't even know necessarily how much of that happened in Philly. You know, like I, I think oh, a lot. 
that that yeah. last year. Yeah. Well, yeah. Up, well, definitely last that last year. That that was last year was bad. Yeah. And then I think it happened even worse with Indianapolis with the with the collapse that they had. You know, they had a a playoff spot locked up. And then to lose yeah, to the yeah. worst team in Jacksonville on the last week, you know, and then the way he handled that, and you know, he's pointing fingers and placing blame, and then he goes to the commanders, and then he wasn't even – was worse even there. And then the, the whole situation around him has been terrible. He was off, and then they had Heineke come in, and Heineke was doing great, but then Wentz was ready to come back healthy. They put him back in, realized he was terrible, put Heineke back in. And it was just like mm-hmm. it changed the entire locker room, and I think he's not a great yeah. locker room presence. And I think that's what leads to the reason why he's not on an NFL team now. He's got some talent, but no one wants to necessarily be around him. And he's he's not not a leader. leader. Yeah, exactly. He's not a leader. And when you don't have a leader as your starting quarterback, I'm not going to ride or die for you. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know that situation very well with uh, the Cougar Cougar Hunter himself in Zach Wilson. So. Uh, with that being said, let's move on to the Patriots, right? Um, this is a team that I find very interesting, right? Yeah. For a lot of different reasons. And in my opinion, none of them are good. <laughs> um, <laughs> my question to you guys is, do you think the production last season from Ramondre Stevenson was a, a flash in the pan? Or do you believe that's something that could be sustainable into this year? I think it could be. I think will it is the question. Yeah. I I I don't know what we're getting with this team. Like I, I the of course a lot of the stuff that's been coming out of um training camp is is a lot of you know there's a lot of positivity coming out of there. A lot of people feel good about the roster they have right now. Um but I don't know. I like I don't know if everything gets put together. I think um I almost wonder, and this is not even from a fantasy perspective, this is just football in general. I almost wonder if um if um mm, why am I blanking on his name? The coach. Um I'll check. I wanna keep Yeah, I keep wanting to say Bill O'Brien. I don't know why. <laughs> well, I'm I'm, I'm coaches of all time? <laughs> yeah, I'm exhausted. That's why I'm sorry. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> Uh, but I almost wonder if if he's um, if they don't make it to the playoffs, are you looking at he's done him being on the hot seat? Yeah, he's done. He's done. Get... They'll never fire him. No. Yeah, they. That's won't. why. That's that's see, and that's what I, that was the question I was going to ask too. Do you think it's that he's going to get fired or that he retires? Because like I don't, I don't know what they're doing. Like if they're if they're in a space where they're not competing. This year, I mean, you bring in Juju Smith, uh, for whatever that means, and you didn't get DeAndre Hopkins. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it almost sounded like they were close in numbers on on the DeAndre Hopkins out front, and I don't know why they didn't go for it. So, like, I just I don't know because I think if if you added Hopkins to that offense, that unlocks so many guys. Like Mac Jones has a phenomenal year, I think uh, Juju has a great year. Ramondre, of course, definitely has a great year. I think those are like um, guarantees that you kind of remove. So I don't know what this, uh, even from like from a fantasy perspective, I don't I don't know how to look at this team this year. 
I would almost wonder if Juju could be like a, a one of those guys you look at for your flex. Um, yeah, I mean that would be that'd be cool, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Mac Jones seems like the guy right now, right? Like moving forward for a little while, he seems like the guy. Seems is the key word there. I, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I like. There's so many question marks. I think they would have solidified a lot of stuff just by signing Hopkins, and and you didn't. So I don't know what the what the whole uh, thought process was with that. Yeah, I think that's why he. I think that's why Belichick's on the hot seat because he's not just a coach; he's the general manager. You know, and oh, for yeah, yeah, two yeah, years, yeah. he's kind of sat still and done nothing to fix his team. You know, they're a mediocre team. And, you know, I feel like a lot of questions have come out. Who is really who? Like, did Tom Brady make Belichick? Did Belichick make Brady? I still believe that they both made each other. And But Brady kind of took everything that he learned and brought a championship to Tampa Bay. And while Belichick kind of had to start over, that team had no money to make, and they they spent everything to make sure Brady had one final shot. And uh, in his final year, they had nothing to their name, and that's why Brady left and just the whole in the fact that the relationship between him and Brady had fallen when it should have never fallen that kind of opened the door and opened people's eyes and in the last two or three years of uh the last two years especially with Mac Jones hasn't cut it you know you're going to Zappy you're holding on to Brian Hoyer way past any point of NFL relevancy you know like there's nothing there that you're going into this team going okay this is a this is a good team, but we gotta watch out for that one. I'm not doing that with the Devontae Parkers and the, you know, uh, 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 even Juju Smith Schuster. He's the last I saw in my fantasy. He was the very last pick of the draft, and as like a last, last, last receiver because no one really wants to touch him because you don't know what you're really getting if Mac Jones is throwing him the ball. Yeah, you know. He just won a championship in Kansas City. That's great. You know, he has always had Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Then you go to Mac Jones, and now it's a totally different situation. And Mac Jones should have never even been – I shouldn't say he shouldn't have been the starter, but he should have had to work for it. And the fact that they came out a week after the season ended saying, he's our number one guy, no pressure there. And then, you know, Belichick had completely sat still this entire time. And I feel like – not to make this a comparison to between sports, but I feel like when you have someone that sticks around too long past their prime or their regime, you start to outsmart yourself. And I feel like that's what happens with the Yankees in baseball, where you have a management that's been around way too long. They've seen the highest of the highs, and then now you're just holding on to that. Like you're so lost in the history and the greatness that you achieved that you think that you can outsmart the next guy. And then you realize oh, later on how far behind you really are. And I feel like the Patriots are going to be the worst team in the division this year. And it's not even going to be close to the point where I think they're going to say at the end of the year that Belichick and, you know, uh, 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 the owner, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name. Kraft. Super Kraft, thank see, you. Have, see, I remember that one. Right? Yeah, I, amazing. Right? Yeah, I know he's, you know, he's got, he's got a huge brand, but, I think they'll say they mutually agree to part ways. They'll never say they fired him. They'll never say, you know, whatever. But I think this is the absolute last year of Belichick in a, as a Patriot coach and especially as a general manager. If you're going to do nothing for two off seasons in a row 
and do almost the bare minimum and you're not even going to address the quarterback situation or even bring it to a competitive level, like you could bring in Carson Wentz and make it competitive. You don't even have to do anything with him. But you could make it competitive. Carson Wentz and 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 uh oh my god, see now I'm I blank on everything. Mac Jones, see, this is what I do in the MMA podcast. It's it's a it's amazing. Um <laughs> Make it competitive. Mac Jones should win the job, but at least make him work for it. The fact that you're going Mac Jones or, or Bailey Zappi, it's like, what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's yeah. The, the team is built on mediocrity, and it's just going to be the same thing. Expect Now I think it's going to be a lot worse because you're facing the NFC East this year, and that all those teams are really good. So I expect, honestly, if I had to make a prediction, I think they get maybe six wins. And Whoa! Yep. I don't, I don't see them being better than... God damn. Any, I don't see them beating maybe the Commanders, but I think Commanders are going to be a great team this year. I think people are lost with them, and I don't see them beating. I don't see them beating the Bills. I don't see them beating the Dolphins unless you know, obviously, at home they're really good at home. I I expect the Jets to beat the curse and beat them twice. Honestly, like I just think that's what's the way it's going to happen, and I think this is a whole new regime we're about to see. This is like the final last stand of. The old regime, and we're gonna have a brand new Patriots, you know, come in twenty twenty four. Dude, I couldn't disagree with both of you guys more. I think, <laughs> I think what they've been able to do in the last two years, when you consider everything, is actually pretty remarkable. Uh, signing, uh, uh, what's his name, Hunter Henry, right? Um, mm-hmm. and and creating a dual tight end threat on their team. Um, that was a big substantial moment. Finding Ramondre Stevenson as a late round pick, that yeah. was another remarkable moment. Um, yeah. I think if Mac Jones is able to perform as you would expect a second round quarterback to um, to perform in their second year, uh, then we we off to the races, baby. I think being the worst team in this division isn't. Um, isn't isn't exactly the same situation as being the worst team in a worst division. Um, I think you could be the worst team in this division and still be vying for a playoff spot. So I don't think this is that tainted. I personally think that there will never be a situation where if Belichick is willing to coach football, that they won't make it work. Just consider the history, right? Mike Tomlin is still, uh, (laughs) fortified strong in that Steelers organization. And he has not accomplished nowhere near uh, what uh, Bill Belichick has been able to accomplish with the Pats. I can see what you're saying as far as um, there needs to be a reliance on actual production versus uh, history. And I agree on that. Um, But at the end of the day, I think they are are in the midst of a fucking rebuild. So to to think that we're expecting them to be these world beaters in the first place um, is kind of crazy. And the fact that we start these seasons in the same place every year where it's like, man, sneaky contender, right? Like sneaky Mm -hmm. contender. I, there's never a time, and I don't know. Maybe, maybe you feel a little bit differently this year with your Jets. I can't wait to let you go on that one to just re- rev up the engines and let Sean go on that one. But I can't imagine a time in my in my fandom, right, as a Ravens fan, seeing the Patriots on the schedule and being like, "Oh, that's an easy win." Like, <laughs> no matter what the situation is, um, I think this is a competitive team, and that alone will will keep Belichick's job, in my opinion. So, but based on a fantasy perspective, though. Yeah. Like, are you looking at it the same way? Because I don't know 
Maybe uh, maybe based off last year, Ramondre, I think yeah, you can say you can you can rely on him to to do what he needs to do. But from a fantasy perspective, everyone that's on that team, you're not you're not looking at the whole defense and saying you need to get that defense as uh, drafted, right? You should. You're not, in my opinion, they're should. good. They're good defense. I would say they're probably they're a good top defense. Seven but I'm defense. saying like, are you going? So I like. I can I see like them drafting. get picked up. Yeah, I, but I like drafting my defense kind of earlier than everyone else, right? Like, I like yeah, you won't touch. Them. <laughs> yeah, I'm not touching them. Yeah, I like. I like. They might be a backup defense. Like, I might get them as like yeah. backup defense, but um, I'm not looking at them and saying like they're a must-have, right? But on the offense, aside from Ramondre, you're not looking at them and saying that any of those guys are a must-have, right? I would say Ramondre is probably your best bet. I wanted right. to agree with you with the Hunter Henry. He's I love Hunter Henry. I loved him in, Me too. in, in the, on the Chargers. But at the same yeah. time, in a fantasy perspective, he only had two receiving touchdowns. So you're yeah. in 509 yards. So you're really not getting any sort of like significant tight end value. I remember I was constantly trying to pick him up. Say, ah, this is going to be the week. And then I get disappointed with two points. And you're like, Damn it! <laughs> like just Might as well have had kind of hoping because if you don't get the top five tight end, top three tight ends, you're kind of just picking, choosing who's gonna be the the guy, like the the tight end mm-hmm. in in uh, uh Pittsburgh or Fire Fire Muth, yep. Thank you. Like I I can't say names, but he was no one thought about him until he came out, and that's like then you kind of that's where you kind of were finding, and that's what I was mm-hmm. hoping for with Hunter Henry that this like he'd have one breakout week, and then it was like okay. This is it, but he wasn't on a on a fantasy value. I still love him as a player. He's a great, great, yeah. great tight end. But I just don't look at anyone on this team, especially him, that I go, man. You know what? I could take him as a backup tight end. Feel confident because it's it's pretty up in the air, especially when you have a quarterback like that. Which, by the way, Mac Jones is a first round quarterback, fifteenth overall from Alabama. But you said second round. I know. Pick. No, I said if you if he performs as you would oh, expect, okay, a second okay. rounder too. I thought you said then he's gonna have a good year. The expectations of of him has honestly tainted why everyone feels like he's a shitty quarterback. Watch the tape; he's better it's than the majority because, of quarterbacks in the league, and I'll say that uh, very confidently. Yeah, it's tough too because no matter I know Cam Newton was there, but. He was really looked at as the replacement for Tom. I know Cam Newton was there for a year, but he was really the expectations for him were always going to be impossible to reach. Like you know, but I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback, but I don't think he is a top fifteen. I don't think he's a, a in the first half of great quarterbacks yet. I, I don't. I would say he's in the top twenty, maybe. But I think Definitely with this year being there. a rebuild, like you said nobody except for Ramondre, which I think teams are going to be very alert on that now. You know, the fact he only had seven starts and hit a thousand yards, he broke out so quickly. I think teams are going to be a little aware of that. And uh, the fact that, you know, Mac Jones is going to run this like green light, red light options, you know, quick little routes, especially to Juju over the middle. So it's going to be a lot of small, quick plays, just like how they did with Tom Brady when he started getting old. So I see that, but I'm not sure, honestly. On a fantasy value. Yeah, I'm really I'm really excited to see what year two Mac Jones has in store for us. Cause 
Uh, I, I think this might be the one that I'm on the lonely island uh, for the majority of the time. But come the end of the season, we might be we might be in agreement. So interested to see how this one plays. Why do you why do, do you say year two? Because this is the full Mac Jones experience year two. This is the. Well, it's kind of like backup. He was backup his first year. Yeah. Well, 2021. He's and who did he have? Right, like okay, but as far 20, as being in an actual situation, right? Twenty twenty one, he started every game, and threw for almost four thousand yards. I that was a great year. Last year, he threw for under three thousand yards, and uh, he got he replaced got injured by Zappy for, for, yeah, for a significant yeah. amount of time. Yeah, we're kind of looking at year three here. I'm just you know, I'm not trying to hurt hurt you. I I could see hey, you're sort of like hey. a second team Patriots fan here. I'm starting to sniff it a little bit, but. You know, like uh, it's on year three here. I know I'm, hey, I don't want to take I, away from your Ravens, but you know, shout out my guy, shout out my guy Lewis. I have been screaming "fuck Tom Brady" out the window of my Honda Civic for many years. So trust me, I'm not a closet. <laughs> me too, buddy. Fan. Me too. <laughs> me too. But when it when it comes to real, recognize real, right? And and at the end of the day, the reason why I'm looking at this as the second the second full year, right, um, is. We've got a retooled offense, right? This is this is the first time we can actually let go of the range, right? And figure out what we have here uh, versus doing screen passes to get you to, to 3,000 yards. Uh, that's one way to get there, right? Uh, but actually being a performing quarterback is a, is a little bit of a difference. Um, he gets a lot of flack, and I think no matter what expectations will be the downfall of this Patriots team just because – Greatness is is a hard uh, bar to achieve. Ask Greg Popovich, right? They're 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 in the same situation, right? In my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so really interested to see uh, whether or not um, I, I'm overestimating this team. I might be, right? I might be. I might. I definitely might be. I just think to to think that this team is going to go from where they were last year in uh, nightmare scenarios, right? For a lot of their starters, um, to think they're going to regress from that. Uh, feels a little off to me when I feel they got better on paper. Uh, but once again, the 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 division got difficult around them too, and and that's yes. that's the biggest thing to cap. And I agree as far as fantasy implications. Uh, I'm not touching nobody with the 10 foot pole on this team. So, um, <laughs> gonna be a tough one. Uh, to, uh, I'm 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 arguing a tough point here. I'm selling a hard yeah. bargain. Uh, yeah. but. Uh, I'm hyped to see uh, the conversation change on this as the year goes on. Anyway, Sean, it is your time to shine, brother. I know, I know, I, I want you to be honest first about what it's like to be a Jets fan, what it's like to be breathing the air that somehow um, it was green and polluted before, right? But now there's the sun a little bit more homely about it. Uh, what does it feel like to to be on the cusp of what you feel like is a good season, right? But also, um, how do those expectations meet reality for you when you think about this year? Very nerve wracking. It's um, it's very very scary when you when you're the joke of the league for the last decade, and then so quickly you're you're made to be the most important team of the NFL season. You get six primetime games when you had six primetime games in like seven years. Um, that is very difficult. It, I'm excited but petrified of this season. It Just like I was saying with the Bills, it comes down to one person. And that one person is Aaron Rodgers at 39, 40 years old. And it has to work. 
So when you're putting all your eggs in one basket, mm-hmm. making sure that this has to work so quickly, it cannot work. And um, it, as a Jeff fan, I have been through it all. I have seen the worst of the worst. I have saw, I saw moments of greatness with Chad Pennington, and then I saw a beacon of hope with Brett Favre for a year, thinking that was what this is gonna, you know, what I thought this was gonna be. Uh, it's exactly what it was, except 15 years earlier. And then he tore his rotator cuff like in week nine, and then it went downhill from there. He tried to play through it. Was a completely different quarterback. Started eight and three, finished nine and seven, missed the playoffs. I hope that does not happen this year. And then we went to the Sanchez era and we went to two AFC championship games. And I always thought if Brett Favre didn't decide to fake retire and go to the Vikings and he stayed with the Jets and the team that we had built in 2009, 2010, I firmly believe we would have won the Super Bowl because our biggest weakness was we had no quarterback. Sanchez was a horrible quarterback. He had 12 touchdowns and 20 interceptions, and it brought us to the AFC Championship game. It was like Blake Bortles with the Jaguars. Like He was a terrible quarterback, but the defense was so good that it will bring you there. But you have to win. You have to score above 17 points eventually. And uh, then after that, we went through the worst of the worst of quarterbacks. I, I could say a zillion quarterbacks that you probably never heard of or you don't want to ever hear again. And, you know, we... Instead of picking Josh Allen, we picked with Sam Darnold, and look what that got us. You know, it brought us all the way to this moment. Zach Wilson, a god. The Were you a believer before? Hell before. no! Oh my Ever. god! Never, never, never. I remember the day we picked him, and I was so angry because I knew he would never have the it factor in the NFL. You're going from BYU. You're a small guy with zero ACC. SCC, any sort of real experience in college football, you are secluded to your little division, and you think that that is a second overall pick. I was so angry when we decided to beat the Rams to get the second overall pick to lose. I remember that game so specifically. We were 0-12, and we were supposed to lose to the Rams at home, and we decided we're going to play football for the first time in 17 games, and we're going to win a football game. And we decided to beat the Rams, who were a playoff team, and we lost the, the option to get the first pick, and we got the second pick. So we lost on Trevor Lawrence. I would rather have Trevor Lawrence in this situation now than what has happened. Granted, obviously, Rodgers is a better quarterback, but this is not This is a quick two-year plan. And, Zach, well, you could not ask for a, a franchise quarterback in Jacksonville and the worst quarterback in the entire NFL in Zach Wilson. So that's who you have. You have Aaron Rodgers is the top five quarterback. If he goes down, you're going back to the worst thing to ever throw a football in the National Football League as your backup. He is one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen. He is. I hope that the mentorship of Aaron Rodgers makes him a better quarterback, but he is so god-awful. I, I cannot stand him. So this entire season, this entire team, this entire hype, Every single game comes down to 100% healthy Aaron Rodgers. I'm dying over there. <laughs> As you can see. But, oh, my God. That's how – oh, my God, I can't even speak. I almost swallowed a fly. But that's yeah. how That's how crucial, that's how much it, it scares me. 
because it's literally all or nothing now. You have two years of you have to win it. You have to win it all in two years. And I love the fact that Rodgers took the humongous pay cut and is is open to bringing in players. And, you know, who knows what happened with Dalvin Cook and, you know, uh, Devontae Adams, if that ever happens midseason, if he wants to get out of there. Like, there's a lot of options there. But if we're going to turn this whole thing around and keep this fantasy-related, the Jets' defense is the number one thing I'm taking. Has to be. Because regardless of Rodgers or not, the Jets' defense is going to have to play to a perfect level to be a 10, 11, 12, 13 win team. You know, Rodgers can be great. And we've saw it with so many years with Rodgers in Green Bay, where Rodgers was fantastic, but the defense was so bad that it just, you know, he's fighting to win games. And last year they were better, a little bit better on defense, but we had years where. Packers were going down with the Saints as one of the worst defenses you'll ever see. And I think now that Rodgers finally has a top five, top three defense in the league, that's who I'm going with. Because regardless of Rodgers healthy or not, my safe option is taking, you know, just like Derek was saying, he picks defenses early. That's who I would take early. And that's who I would go in a fantasy. Huh? How early are you taking them? Ooh, because I don't take defenses early. But the second, I'm usually the person that goes, okay, I saw someone take defense. That's who I'm going to get now. Because right, 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 right. once someone does it, everyone has that mindset. Ooh, so everyone's yeah. going to start taking. And then yeah. that's when I go. So someone's always going to pick, like, you know, the Cowboys or the Chiefs or the, you know, some of the, something. The Bills defense first. No one's going to pick the Jets first. Who the hell would ever pick the Jets first? So as soon as I see that, that would be my safe pick. Go for the Jets defense every single time. You know, the Jets defense is probably the most under-talked about thing going on. But they're going to be, obviously, Sauce Gardner's not. But the rest of the team is going to be freaking really, really good. And I can't wait to see that unfold. It's just Rodgers' health that's going to be the complete X factor, whether this team's an eight-win team, nine-win team, or a 13-win team and a potential division winner. Yeah, I'm done with my rant. <laughs> Incredible, honestly, one of one of the better yeah. moments on the show, Derek. What was what yeah. did you have for us? Uh, I mean, I'm actually I'm a loose. Uh, I I get where you're coming from. Um, I am slightly a little shocked though, because I it, like before um we started recording, I was I was telling Chris earlier, um, I'm actually looking forward to seeing what the Jets do this year. Um, I am I think from a fantasy perspective. You know Aaron Rodgers is going to do his thing. But I think Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall are the two on offense that really intrigue me. Um, then I want to say that like the X factor on the team is going to be Lazard. And I, I, I don't know why he's coming to my mind so much uh, when I think about, think about the, uh, the Jets. But Lazard is one of those guys that I'm looking at as, as a huge X factor. That people are going to really forget about him, and he's just going to open up wide and and do some damage from a fantasy perspective. Um, he might be one of those guys that you look at. What? What, Chris? What? <laughs> what I mean, just I, he's going to open up wide and do some damage. It's crazy, bro. Like I think, that's. <laughs> I think so. I think so. I'm talking about. I'm talking about from a fantasy perspective. I know. I'm talking about from a pause perspective, but continue. Oh, my bad. My yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Pause. <laughs> Jesus, bro. I'm tired, David man. Fantasy perspective. Oh. 
There go there goes the fantasies hey, we were talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Forgive me, bro. Fantasy thoughts. Um, but no, I think um I think that um him as a flex option. I think Lazar as a flex option would be pretty intriguing. Um, or one of those guys you just have on your bench. Um, because I don't think he's gonna be one of those receivers that people draft early anyway, or even the midway point. I don't think that people are gonna draft him as much as um as some might think, but I think that he's going to be one of those players that's going to be a high impact player from a fantasy perspective. That's a great show. I actually really like both of those receivers. Um, obviously, Gary Wilson is the big hype, right? Um, being able to perform yeah. the way he did with that uh, mockery of a quarterback room last year. So I could only yeah. imagine uh, what he could do with Aaron Rodgers. Um, I just feel like no matter how I slice it, uh, there's so many things I don't trust about this offensive pieces, right? Like, Brees Hall is very good and ha- is only 22 years old, right? Has a ton of upside. Um, Brees Hall just came off of a huge injury, right? A, a-, a devastating injury. Um, Aaron Rodgers, like we said, is old as hell and coming off of a darkness retreat. I don't think that helps anyone. Um, <laughs> it-, it hasn't ha- helped many people in the past. Um, I-, I feel like Aaron Rodgers has been particularly uh, sensitive to media narratives in the past. And the fact that you have now put yourself to the largest scrutiny possible, right? Like this is a team. I live in New York, right? I see this. I think Jets fans with all due respect are a little bit more rational than Giants fans. I think every year they feel that they're contending no matter how far away they are. Um, Obviously now they, they have a realistic expectation, right? Considering what was put around this team. Uh, But at the same time, uh, we're so far from seeing that in actuality, right? We've saw a lot of good flashes last year. I agree a hundred percent. I I picked them to beat the bills that game. I'm just saying I was there. Derek was there too. I was there, Uh, but I don't have a lot of faith in this team. I will not be surprised if this team ends up, hovering around that sort of nine win mark with three games left in the season. And who knows if they even make their way around that. And and once again, that's not even me considering schedule. That's just me uh, wondering aloud how, how things can kind of go, especially in such a stacked division. So mm-hmm. yes, I agree that there's a lot of upside here. Um <laughs> I think when it comes to offenses and high-powered offenses to look forward to this season, I think this one is the the most sexy, right? The most talked about. Uh, but at the same time, I, I think it is also the most unproven um, and, and one that we have no idea really how it's going to look until we see it in primetime, right? So there's, there's big boom-bust potential for this team. And it kind of freaks me out when you consider that, yeah, the defense is rising and is and is good. Um, but it's not like, in my opinion, you guys are expected at this point to be a top five defense every year, right? Like, I feel like they're, they're floating around that. 15 to 7 mark doing sputters along the way with Aaron Rodgers, uh, we got some problems. So, Sean, air me out. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Just going to get through the negativity real quick. But, <laughs> no, you know what? See, here's the thing. I I would love nothing more than what you just said, to be honest with you. 
If we're a nine-win team with around three to four weeks to go, that's perfect for me. Because those final the, the the end of the season for the Jets is a lot easier. Facing the commanders at home, Cleveland at on the road, and then the Patriots on the road, which is never easy, but it's more winnable now than it's ever been. The the beginning of the season's the toughest. It's it's the fact of facing the Bills, the Cowboys, then you face the Patriots, and then you get the Chiefs, you get the Broncos, Eagles, you know, Giants, Chargers, Raiders, and it's like that's a tough spread right off the bat. There's some winnable games there, Ooh, but that's a, that's a crazy schedule. Oh yeah, the, we have one of the. I think we have number five or four toughest schedules in football for the first half of the year, and then the second half we have like 25th or something like. So that's why in the beginning, Jets fans need to be ready for the fact that we might play 500 till like week 10, and then. You need to be ready for once you're five and five or you're, you know, five because we're hit the bye, I think week nine or something like that, week eight, uh, or week seven. Um, once you get past, let's say, the Chargers, then or even the Raiders in Vegas, then it should be smooth sailing. That's when the win streak should happen. And I expect the Jets to be around nine to ten wins with around three weeks to go. And I expect them to win at least twelve games this year. I don't know how many wins I expect for the Bills. They're going to have the same schedule, just a little tiny bit different, slated in different directions. But it really depends. If Rodgers 100% healthy, will Allen be 100% healthy? Will Tua be 100% healthy? You know, like, Mac Jones is going to be Mac Jones regardless of what happens. You know, <laughs> if he goes down, Zappi's kind of in the same level, a little less than him. But you're not expecting anything from the Patriots this year, right? They're, in, they're the only team of the four that are in the rebuild. So they're going to be good again. I don't know how much longer they're expecting to wait or what the deal is there, uh, but the Jets are in this win now, so they have to win. And I think with all the pressure and all the prime time games, it's could, it depends on how much you know, a Jets team is willing to die for it. Honestly, you go from being the joke, you go from playing every game at 1 o'clock, no one gives a shit, and playing, you know, you got – 100 people watching the games because no one cares if the Jets lose 34 nothing. to you played a better year. You had the worst offense because Zach Wilson's terrible, but the defense was impressive. Defense was top five. Okay, okay. Build a quarterback. Now you have this super team, which I expect Alvin Cook to still sign, even though I do think he goes to Miami because I think it's all just a leverage thing. And he's just going to go to Miami because that's where he's from. But if he ends up coming to the Jets, then you build, you know, you, you kind of pull the reins back on Brees Hall a little bit, keep him. You don't have to fully throw him out there with the ACL injury and all that. Alan Lazard is definitely a fantasy thing I'm looking at because the history slot option. Alan Lazard is perfect in the slot. I think he's going to be great there. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Corey Davis. I think he's a great player. I just don't – it could it could change, and I've only seen Corey Davis with the worst quarterback ever, so I could – see it with someone like Aaron Rodgers, you know, Corey Davis going from Tannehill to Zach Wilson. Tannehill is like good on that. But so I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see. But I know I talk too much, but I'm excited for this season. <laughs> what, about, what about Randall Cobb? Randall, yeah, yeah. The fifth and sixth. I, I can't wait to see him <laughs> on special teams. He's going to yeah. be a great option of special teams running uh, the last possible wide receiver all the way to the left. And uh, he'll probably get like seven to ten catches all year. Yeah, that's gonna, <laughs> that's, gonna, that's the story to look out for. 
<laughs> I, I like it though because you know what? He's yeah. gonna be the veteran presence for Garrett. I've been in oh, your yeah, shoes. No, for sure. I for have sure. I have been the best of the best. I've had him when he was at, you know, in his twenties. I know exactly what he can do, and I'm gonna bring you to exponential crazy place that you're gonna be the best receiver, one of the best receivers in football. And Garrett Wilson's already being looked at that way. And I love that. You have the offensive rookie of the year. You have the defensive rookie of the year. You, Brees Hall would have been the offensive rookie of the year. You have a lot of young pieces, you know, centered around a legend and quarterback. It has the potential to be something incredible, especially with that defense. But will it be that way? New York media, New York Jets have never, have always had the curse. Will it break for the first time? I don't know. Sean, you're in rare form today. I just gotta, I just gotta commend you for that, dude. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I know I talked way too much here, but you dude, know. don't don't apologize. You and Matt, yeah, yeah. this is two days in yeah. a row now. I have to remind you guys, this is what we show up here to do. There's no reason to be talk. apologetic. Great yeah. shit. Honestly, this was uh fucking amazing. Uh, kind of like a fever dream almost. Like a couple moments there, I'm like, is this really happening? Like, I'm, I'm like, pinch me because this is fucking amazing. So great stuff. Yeah. I really appreciate it. We went over. Unfortunately, we we're only going to be able to cover uh, this division, but uh, I'm sure you're going to be looking forward to more divisional coverage with all the stuff you got here. This was an awesome yes. episode. Thank you so much, you guys, once again, for, for tuning in. We really appreciate all your love and support and are looking forward to continue to catering to what you actually enjoy, right? So let us know what that is. Let us know what you're enjoying. Let us know what you're liking uh, so we can continue to deliver for you guys on those fronts. So now before we get out of here, let's just one more time, give them the roundup, let them know where they can find you so that we can keep bringing all this awesome content into your lives. Ooh, all right. Um... If you're not sick of my voice yet, you can find me at Sean Negron26 again. Um, and, uh, you know, I have a, a website at BS Reports. I have my own uh, baseball podcast at That's Baseball. I have my own football, other football podcast at the National Fan Loop. I'm, you know, I'm doing so many things. And then, you know, you, you hear me here on the MMA podcast we got here. I, I'm everywhere. You know, I, I try to be and I like to dip my hand in everything. But uh, more importantly, if you are ever considering getting started in writing, podcasting, anything remotely sports related, hit me up uh, on my personal and I will help you at all costs. Like, there's so many people that have reached out and I appreciate it. And uh, I've helped everyone as, as much as I can. And uh, it doesn't doesn't bother me at all reach out i will help you and i will you know get you started awesome yes, stuff sir. man yeah uh you can follow me at derek underscore ots that's d-e-r-r-i-c-k black way spell it yes sir and you can find me at negron mma on twitter as well as on tiktok that's a brand new edition i'm working on it you guys i'm hey. trying okay i'm a little hey my girl keeps calling me old right because i can't figure these things out but I'm working. We efforting over here. So make sure you follow me over there. Run that up as well as on um, Instagram at Chris Negron underscore. Uh, as always, a, a real pleasure to be on with you guys. Looking forward to doing more stuff with you guys. And we'll catch you guys on the next installment of our fantasy thoughts. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. <laughs>